local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking some 76ers and Kings. Talking cheesesteaks, of course, with Michael Kasky Blomain, writer for ESPN 97.3. He writes Eagle, or not Eagles, not Eagles, not, <laughs> not Eagles. Eagles, not Eagles, 76ers. So we will talk to him <laughs> at 1 p.m. Yeah, you know, the 76ers are a very interesting team. They had the trust the process, right? And it's one of those teams where you don't realize, man, how long has Joel Embiid been in the league? Too long. You know what I mean? A long time. And probably 11. I want to say he was, no, he wasn't 2013. Yeah, he was probably 2016 draft mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been in the league for a while now. And I don't know about a year to win the finals, but their year to get to the finals was that year when Kawhi had 14. the baseline shot that rattled all around. And eventually fell in. That was that is the year I think they were Definitely. meant to get to the finals. Yeah. And then you you bring in Harden and what did you not have Embiid when last season? And then Harden balled out. Then you eventually just couldn't win. And you know they're they're sitting third or sorry they're they're third in net rating. And obviously they've been cooking so far. But you know Chris, I've always just been and we'll talk to Michael about it. I've always just been worried about a team with. A guy like Joel Embiid that I just think every and this guy flops as well and he could actually hurt himself flopping because yeah. he is so dang big yeah and it's just hard for me to like you he's been dinged up so many playoffs and had to play through I don't know what they're gonna do I believe I read that they're going to stand pat during the trade deadline I don't know if they are looking to move anybody, mm-hmm. we'll talk to Michael about that. Yeah, there's as some well. initial Siakam interest, but I mm-hmm. think in the past week there really hasn't been much movement on that front at all. Because it just they just seem very top heavy. They're having a great season. They're third in net rating. They are second actually in defensive rating, tied with the Orlando Magic. Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. And they are fifth in offensive rating. And I believe you had said, hey, they, you know, without Joel Embiid, they're a completely different team. Two and seven. Two and seven without Joel Embiid, but they are at home. It is nationally televised, and they're facing a Kings team, which, to be completely honest, you don't know which Kings team or what type of Kings team you're going to get. But if you look at the threats in the East, you're always going to say the Bucks, and you're always going to say the Celtics. I think the 76ers probably feel a bit disrespected, but at the same time, are you almost running out of time? Is it crazy to say you're running out of time with Joel Embiid just based on yeah. age on top of his size and how he plays and his background? He had the toe injury for all these years. He's 29. Yeah. So if you don't get something soon here, a Joel Embiid at 31 is not the same as a he Steph went, Curry yeah. at 31 or these guys, these smaller guys. Mm-hmm. So – I'd be surprised if they're not planning on making a move because you got to deal with the Bucks and you got to deal yeah. with the Celtics and the Heat who always decide to make yep. a hot run. Yeah, no, I mean, the Sixers window, like you said, you put it perfectly. It's closing. It's closing faster than anybody else's because, you, like you said, Joel, in two, three years, 
that body's going to be crushed, man. I'm looking at his games played. Joel has never in his NBA career, and it's going to continue this year because he's already missed uh, 10 games, and he's probably going to miss more. He has not played over 70 games in a season. The most he's played is 68, and that was two years ago. So he he's had issues staying healthy even from his, his first initial years in the league. I mean, he missed his first two seasons in the NBA with a foot injury. So this is a guy who's – the game has always been, can we get Joel to the end of the season? Can we get him into the playoffs? And it's going to be tough to to think, can Joel play 20? Do you trust Joel Embiid to play 25 straight playoff games with that level of intensity? No. That's that's how you got to win a championship. But that's like, what that's I'm impossible. saying. Well, I guess here, here's the thing. Can you be MVP, but also you can't win with a guy – it feels it feels I mean, you can win with say. him if he's healthy. That's the problem. But the chances up right. And that is why And that's where James Harden was so important. That's mm-hmm. why they needed Ben Simmons, is because they needed somebody else to take the load off. They needed somebody to say, Can you get Joel to the finish line? He'll get us over the line, right. but we just need somebody to help us get there. And not even just get there. We're talking about even early on in the you can't sit somebody. I mean, you could sit somebody during the playoffs, but if you hey, we Position right now they're the three seed, okay? So hey guys, we have the Knicks, all right? Which would be a really good series, by the way. We got the Knicks. These first two games with Joel, or first three, right? We have to come out and take care of business. Now, everybody wants to do this, but Joel, we get to three and zero, and we're sitting Joel Embiid, which sounds insane, (laughs) but this is the first round, right? Playoffs go on for two months. Sure. Okay. Hey. We get we guys, we gotta get these first two. And even if we only get two, we might have to sit Joel the first game because of the way by the time you get to the playoffs, who knows what you'll be dealing with here. He could go down as one of the best players that never he didn't lose his career due to injury, but he never saw the team success that he wanted to see because of injury and just the fact that. It's a long season, right? And then you got the playoffs, and how many times has he been able to go through the whole playoffs completely healthy? Almost never. Right, sure. I mean, yeah, I I think that – I mean, his career is still TBD. I mean, we're seeing him rest a lot more this season than in previous, so maybe – I mean, we've talked about it. I think that it's a shifting of his focus. He's already gotten the MVP. This will be the third straight season he's led the NBA in points per game. Everyone knows what his talent is. I think at this point, to your point – it's about winning the championship, and that's that's the the primary focus. So however they have to do it to get Joel healthy enough to play those playoff games or, or get through the playoffs is, is absolutely what they need to do, especially with how this team is constructed now. I don't think that this Philly team, they're they're a good team, they're a scrappy team. Uh they're they're a lot better than most teams in the NBA, but I, I don't think that they can win the finals right now with Tyrese Maxey as their second best player and then hoping for Tobias Harris and hoping, you know, I mean the the fact Kelly Oubre, like those th- the other three guys in their starting lineup are not starter caliber on a on a finals team. I mean, we were just having a conversation of whether Malik Monk is is able to play in the last minutes of a finals game. I can tell you right now, Kelly Oubre, I'm not trusting in the final minutes of the no. playoff game. I'm not trusting Nick Batum's broken down body in no. the final minutes of a finals game. Mm, Tobias Harris maybe, no. but even then, if you ask people in Philly, they can't stand Tobias yeah, Harris. Yeah, I mean, he, he's right up there. He's not a finesser like Jimmy G, but not quite. He, he is a bag collector mm-hmm. like Jimmy G. Well, here's, here's what's interesting and what kind of made me light up a bit when you were talking. So 
you have Becky Hammond, who last month got some flack for saying you right. can't win with an undersized guard like Jalen Brunson as your 1A, right? Yep. I think the other side of that is you just said Tyrese Maxey, your number two. I think Jalen Brunson is better than Tyrese Maxey, but I think it's it's at least kind of yeah, close, right? Know. So now you have a team. You just need a really well-rounded team, or you just yeah. got to get hotter than fish grease. Shout out to Mark Jones. Sure. Because it's can you win with a 1A that can't stay healthy even if he's seven-footer, Becky Hammond? I think it's too late at their – I think they've messed up their their asset allocation completely. Like, I mean, the fact So you that, just don't believe them. No, I mean, I think they've, they've ruined – they had three stars and they've had a version of three stars mm-hmm. since, I, I mean, those Jimmy Butler years. Like, I mean, think about what they ended up getting for Jimmy and then how it turned into what they ended up getting for Simmons. And then even James – I mean, James Harden is the last remnants of that third star. And you look at what they traded James Harden for. I mean, it's really Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, and, you know, I, somebody else on, on their bench. It's like I, that's not – you can't turn Jimmy Butler into Nick Batum, Kelly Oubre, and Player X. That's not that's not going to lead you to a championship. And so at this point, I feel like they're cooked. I feel like they just don't have enough talent to get through the Eastern Conference, even though Joel is a matchup nightmare for a team like Boston. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really their biggest advantage is Joel just – being dominant in the playoffs, much like we saw Jokic do last year. The, the Suns, you could argue, had better talent. They just couldn't stop Nikola Jokic mm-hmm. from getting and scoring and, and setting people up whenever he wants. That's really the Sixers' only path to making it out of the East, in my opinion, is just Joel dominates Kristaps Porzingis and Al Horford, and they can eliminate the Celtics. And, you know, the Heat, they, they don't really have a ton of size. Bam's really their biggest guy. It would take Joel just going nuclear, really, and having a Jokic-esque playoff run like last year for them to make it through. I don't see them winning as a team, though. Got to get to a break when we get back previewing the Bucks, who the Kings have Sunday night. And they've struggled a bit. Can they the sure Kings have. take advantage? Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. The bad boys of the midday. And we have some more. I don't even know if this is news at this point, right? So this is from Tim McMahon, NBA for ESPN, okay? And he says, I've been told... Utah Jazz will listen on anyone on the roster with Laurie Markkinen. He's not untouchable, but it's going to take one of your untouchables to get him. Okay, I'm good then. Or are you good? No, I'm good. I'm I'm really good. There's a lot of Kings fans out there who are really high on Laurie Markkinen. He's he's a good player. You already know what he is at this point, which is an All Star caliber player, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, again, I, I don't think if you're moving one of your own untouchables, I, I just feel like I, I'll, I'll, I'll roll the dice with Keegan Murray. I'll roll the dice with the evil that are, I guess the good that I know is yeah. the good I don't. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much where I'm at as well. I, and I'm not even saying that's the right move. It's just, if you're doing risk management, like I, I just, you know, 
I, I just feel like Keegan. You can hold on to Keegan and maybe get someone even better than Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, and I would look. I like Laurie Markkinen. He's fine. And we, that's probably a good line though when we discuss. Yeah. Hey, what's the line where Keegan becomes? Not untouchable, mm-hmm. right? We're getting close. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Markkinen's getting close. Yeah. You probably have a discussion with it if you're Monty. You know? Yeah. Have a discussion with Wes Wilcox. Like, oh, what do you, what do you think? Is, is, it, is it worth it? And it might not get further than that. But. Taking away, obviously, the money wouldn't work. But it's probably a different discussion if it's just Keegan for Lori. I think, all sure. right, I would have that discussion. But you know it's going to be more than that. Yeah. So that's why, that's why it's a no, it's a no yeah. for me, dog. Yeah, I mean, I think salary-wise as well, like Laurie, I would assume is on a not rookie scale contract. Exactly. He's definitely. And that's on why a I said the money. Twenty. You couldn't mil. do that yeah. anyway. Yeah, it would have to be HB and Keegan, and then if you're throwing HB in that deal, which is again the Kings' main asset that they are throwing out there. Well, now if I'm sending Keegan as well, I'm gonna need more than just Laurie. I'm gonna need. Jordan Keontae Clarkson. George, give me Jordan Clarkson, give me Walker Kessler. I don't know, and then it becomes both a back. The and, then it becomes a back and forth of like, okay, well, if you want Kessler, Walker Kessler, then give us Kessler Edwards. <laughs> so just no, switch name tags it just becomes or... a mess. So yeah, yeah it, it feels like Laurie is, and also, I mean, even though that reports out there, and even then, it's kind of hedging his bet a bit. Doesn't make any sense for Utah to ship off Laurie Markkinen. I mean, that's a team where. You people talk all the time about how many assets OKC's got. I don't think enough people are looking at the war chest of picks that uh, that the Utah Jazz and and uh, and Danny Ainge collected mm-hmm. from shipping off Gobert and shipping off uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. They're chilling, and mm-hmm. and I think Laurie Markkinen's the exact kind of piece that you want. Like mm-hmm. he he's a really good starting piece if you're going to try and build that thing out eventually. So I I don't see why Utah would just kind of sell uh, their only quality like high high quality player well the question would be the timeline unless they're just getting more picks the, the question would be the timeline sure. and do they add up so Lori marketing i think is right there on the cusp of it maybe working or not adding up he's 26 years old mm-hmm. and i would say even if as funny as it is if he was 27 I would say with the the picks that you got to get these kids yeah. in number one number two hope that they actually I think he'll be hit. 27 at the end of the season yeah, it's, it was birthdays in May. Yeah, so end of the season. He is right there on the line. Of, and I think that's why they're going to end up stuck with him, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Because he's right on the line of people giving up, mortgaging their futures. Yeah. And he's right on the line of, okay, he's just young enough that he can be a part of our future. So he probably, does, he probably doesn't move unless somebody... Yeah is desperate and oversell a Warriors team that just oversells. They did just... Re- actually... The report came out that the Warriors are looking for a scoring seven footer. I did okay? hear that. And then he was getting, they were getting roasted. Did you see all the people I saying not. the report came out that I went to, I went to my bank and asked for a million dollars, right? <laughs> like, like, of course they want that. Who doesn't yeah. want that? But that's you know. a name. That's a name. If they decide, hey, we're not going to try to do anything after Steph and we're just going right. to ride to the wheels fall off. Because I don't think a Jazz would want an Andrew Wiggins. They would no. the ja- the Jazz would take a Kaminga and a Moody, and some picks. Yeah, probably some picks too mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I don't know. I'd be hesitant to to be a team that is going to convince themselves Laurie Markkinen's the guy though. Because even I don't know, like Markkinen's rise has been great, but 
you know, he also wasn't this good before he ended up on a team where he was the primary option mm-hmm. also. Like, he had a couple years in Chicago where they tried to make it work. Granted, it was a little clunky and maybe not completely his fault. He had a year in Cleveland where he was good. He was a solid role player. But then it wasn't until he went to Utah last year for a team. I don't know if you remember last year after they shipped off Mitchell and shipped off Gobert. There was talks like Utah was going to be the the Pistons of this year pretty much. People thought Utah was going to be the worst team in the NBA last year and in the Wemby sweepstakes. They ended up being a really good team and exceeding expectations, but I say all that to say Laurie Markkinen hasn't been good or been this all-star caliber player until he was the team's number one mm-hmm. option on a team that was pretty talent-deprived. So if you're going to throw him into a King situation where it kind of becomes that Pascal thing of, all right, you're good as the team's number one option, your current team's number one option, but if we're going to ask you to take a lesser role, be the third option, and play some defense as well, can you still be as effective, and more importantly, does your dollar figure still make sense if you're going to be that level of a player? But but couldn't you argue, and we have CK916 on the sack chat saying, if they trade Keegan Murray, I will quit watching the rest of this season. But but couldn't you argue that on a team that is talent-deprived, Louis marketing balling out is more impressive because everybody knows that's the one guy we have to stop every sure. night. Sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Absolutely. Um, no, that's, that's a, that's a perfectly fine retort. I would just, my, my question is more so just with lesser opportunities. Mm-hmm. Can he s- still be as efficient and as happy as well? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at his contract and I understand why people, everyone wants Laurie marketing. If you had to guess what Laurie marketing being paid this and next year, just in terms of this and next year's salary, not the total four-year, $120 right. million. What would you guess Laurie Markkinen is making this year and next year? I'll give you either one. It can't be less than – it can't be less than 18. It is. He is making $17 million this year, $18 million next year. Wow. Which is pretty much what Harrison Barnes Yeah, that's correct. So that's insane. I, I get why people might look at Laurie Markin and different than in that aspect, because then if you are asking him to be your third option and maybe he isn't the 20-plus point-a-game scorer, it still is like, oh, you're paying him what you would pay Harrison Barnes, and you're definitely getting more production right. out of that $17 million than the $17 million you were previous. But – the problem with that or the the re- the stalemate and why he hasn't moved yet is because the Jazz know that right. and they that can say, ups his hey, value. you right. got to give us more because we totally. know you're getting essentially a yeah. discount. I mean, and that was the Sabonis thing, too. Sabonis was making like $20 million in mm-hmm. his contract, and that's why, you know, there's a lot of controversy behind it, but the Kings upped him up to 31 this year, and, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it, whatever, it's not my money, so yeah. what, what do I care? But uh, it definitely... Definitely makes a lot more sense to me now, knowing Laurie Markkinen's making pennies pretty I mean, if you're paying an all-star $17 million, I don't know if there's a better value in sports. Well, besides Brock Purdy. Oh, of course. Of course. That Hey-o. goes without saying. Styles Most valuable Watkins. player in Styles sports. and Watkins, based on value. Come Styles on. and Watkins, got to get to a break. When we get back, previewing the Bucks. we're also talking super wild card weekend. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. 
2000 Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Damian Lillard decided to leave Portland. Ran away from the grind. Ran away from the grind after all these years. How could you do it, Dame? Mm. Oakland's finest. He should have told Keith Lee some places. He should have, yeah. He, that that, would, that's where that'd he would have been a sick up. collab. That would have been a great Actually. collab, but he did not, and Keith Lee got out of town. Mm. And now, and so did Damian Lillard, as in Portland, and now he is in Milwaukee. And it hasn't looked as great as some people may have think. Now, you say all that, and what are they? Second, they are yeah. second in the East. Must be 20, nice. 26 and 12, okay, three games back of the Celtics. But as far as how they have played, they won last night. They destroyed the Celtics last night. They are 5-5. Five and five. Mm-hmm. In the last 10 games, and Damian Lillard hasn't been a, totally a fit or a seamless fit, if you will. But they're dangerous. Of course, yeah. And I felt like, I think I saw Middleton, did he even, I don't even know if he eclipsed. And and look, the game got out of hand. But yeah, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. The odd man out here is Chris Middleton. And we know Damian Lillard doesn't really play defense Chris Middleton sure had doesn't. five points last night. Yeah. Five points. Now, yeah. He only played 20 minutes, but Giannis had 24. Brooke Lopez had 15. Maybe Love some of that Brooke. was in mop-up duty. Malik Beasley, 16 points. Yeah. Damian Lillard, 21. And I was watching during this stretch. My guy, Bobby Portis Jr. had 28. Going crazy. Okay, and so 12. And 12. So, yeah, I think... But that's exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. when we talk about the Kings making a move at the deadline for a big piece and why it's so risky, especially mm-hmm. if you're thinking about like a big scorer like Zach Levine. Look no further than this Milwaukee situation and Dame's numbers to see sometimes, A, it takes time for these things to come together. Yes, the the Bucks are still getting results, but mm-hmm. they're nowhere – this is just about half the season that it's taken, and even still, right. they're nowhere near where I think they hoped they would be and mm-hmm. where they think they can be, even with this squad. And you see Giannis vo- voicing frustrations. He's been pretty weirdly vocal this year, had mm-hmm. the weird uh, uh, equipment manager comment the, equipment the other manager. day. You look at Dame's numbers, he's crazy inefficient, especially from Dame's standards. He's mm-hmm. shooting 43% from the field, 35% from three, still averaging 25 points. So if you're just looking at that number, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's been a clunky fit, and that's the fear. Again, with if the Kings are going to make that big splash, it might not just come together seamlessly. And you, you got to work out these. Th- the only way you can work these things out is by playing a ton of games and figuring out kind of how the puzzle pieces fall. And even then. Chris Middleton having five points is a major, major problem for that team. Imagine, again, like if Sabonis, if they do make a Siakam trade and then Sabonis ends a game with six points, ten rebounds, and four assists, everyone's going to be like, it's great that we brought this guy in here, but I think we broke this other dude in the process. So it's, it's just a really delicate balancing act when you're talking about a basketball team that only has five guys on the floor at once. One tiny piece that you take out and try and put in a, a different piece that doesn't fit, it could blow up the whole thing. Not yeah. even saying they're they're ruined, but, you know. No, they could easily, they could win the whole thing. Totally. But something, I mean, look, he had five points, but they won by 30. Yeah. So, so 
not everybody's just going to be able to eat totally every single every single night. But I felt and Middleton's like Middleton's been in and out, in and out. Well, he's really, and maybe that's part of the reason they made the move for Dame sure. because absolutely he, injury late in last season. Yeah. He's just not who he used to be, Mm-mm. right? So maybe they felt like, look, even if you take a step back, we don't think you're going to get back to where you yeah. were. The Dame part of it per game. Yeah, the Dame part of it is where things get interesting because he hasn't really fit in either. And like you said, we're and approaching yeah, the halfway point here. You still have, as far as offensive rating, I mean, I watched that game before it got out of hand, man. And Giannis, I know people say he has no bag. You really, He just doesn't need one. He just runs to the rim. He's and, ridiculous. And it, do, it just doesn't matter. It's unstoppable. Matter. They're, they're second in offensive rating. They are not as good on defense. Not as good as defense. I'm keeping going here. And that's been the thing with them is in their past, I mean, they're they were 19. always top three. They're 19. Mm-hmm. They're that's, 19. I mean, that's – and that's – this team is a completely different team than any any of the the recent Giannis, mm-hmm. Giannis Bucks teams that we've seen. I mean, their, their calling card has always been defense. Even with Coach Budenholzer, who's one of – uh, the best offensive minds there is, or or was, I guess, um, you know, they they were always a defensive first team. I mean, and that's you. It's really simple. I mean, you you take out Drew Holiday, who is just a, a grinder, a dude who is defensive minded, but does provide some offense, and you replace that with Damian Lillard, who's almost the complete opposite. Dame's all offense and one of the worst defenders in the NBA. And this is the result you're going to get is, is I mean, yeah, when you top that with Middleton not being himself, they just don't have anybody besides Giannis who's and, – and Brooke Lopez is a really good rim threat, but they don't really have much defense. Their defense is their back line, and there's only so much Brooke and Giannis can do at that point. So, I mean, if you're, if you're from the Kings' perspective, that makes this team – a lot easier for the Kings to beat because, you know, if if you're drawing up who's the worst kind of opponent for the Kings to face, kind of like how the Niners, and we talk about what's the Niners, what's the team the Niners don't want to face. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, it's the Browns. It's not the fact that the Browns right, right. will light you up on offense, but it's the fact that they can slow down what you do so well. Mm-hmm. And so if the Bucks can't do that and they want to get into a shootout with the Kings, now, of course, Giannis and, and Dame are two scary guys to get into a shootout with, but... You would think that the Kings have the depth and, and you know, they, they got some dudes who bring that thing too. So, you know, it's it's a it's just a lot easier of a proposition to win that game. Yeah, and we'll see really what happens. So where are you at as far as the East? Are you thinking it's just the Celtics and everybody else? Or that's what I think. Yeah. I think they're in a tier on their own and unless you know unless poor Zingas goes down which is you know if you're looking at history it's it's getting about that time and you know that that definitely would hurt them but right now I mean the Celtics look like the best unit like Mm -hmm. they they have they're deep they have the top end talent they have incredible role players like Drew Holiday like Derek White I mean they they've got it all so I mean I, I don't really see anybody in the east at this current moment except for Miami who just sleepwalks through every regular yeah, season. Can can I chime in on that? I think last year Miami broke the NBA for me a little bit. Like anyone can just, I mean, especially with the play in now, like they ran it all the way to the finals. So Why? I, don't know I know that's an anomaly. That. Yeah. Well, the Lakers, but Lakers it's really went fresh. Play in to it's to LeBron the, to, yeah, the, to yeah. the Western Finals too. Right. Yeah, LeBron AD. I mean, it's, it's just, more just I, I get possum. your Celtics and everyone else. I'm I'm I think the Celtics are going to do it this year, but. It's, I mean, literally, like anyone 
can do it if you just get hot. If you get, I don't hot, think anybody but... can do it. I think it takes a okay certain... the top twenty, maybe top no, fifteen. No, I mean like I think it takes a certain type of team. I don't think like I I, I don't think the Bucks can just turn it on out of nowhere. Like, how do you identify that team though? Like how are you going to identify culture. the? Heat? Got, I mean, really, I mean, jokes aside, it, it is right. heat culture. They, the did, it the they, it. They, yeah, they, they did coaching. it in the bubble. Coaching, coaching. I mean, you even have you know Pat, Pat Riley running the ship. Like right. you've got all the right pieces in mind to say. Guys, look, we know we can be better than this. Let's just we've done it before. Let's yeah. go out and do you it. Got and Jimmy even if you Butler. Don't have the past of it. It's just the the dogs you got in the building. I mean, it's you just got, the guys you got to believe in. You got Heat culture and on one side last season, and then you have the Lakers who they were essentially a different roster, and that was the whole thing. All the trades yes. they made the trade deadline, and they got hot. And you have LeBron and AD, and really, it's a team that you feel like underperformed yes. and the Lakers underperformed. That's yeah. why I don't view this the same way some people view really the NFL playoffs because it's only one game or now the MLB playoffs because you have, you know, that three game wild card right. and anything can happen. I still think that it's not going to happen that much in the NBA and especially getting to the finals. I think we could see some teams pull off what the Lakers did, but yeah, what the, Unless it's the Heat again, yeah. I don't see a lot of teams. I don't see this as it becoming a trend, becoming the play-in, no. going from the depths of the play-in to all the way to the finals. I think the Heat, because the Heat, like I said, they did it before. Mm. They did it in the bubble, and they were like a seven seed or a six seed in the bubble. So the Heat are the one team, unless you just have a team that just was injured or just really underperformed all season. And like the Clippers. I mean, even the Warriors last year, like Wiggins didn't play the entire second half of right. last year. And so you could argue maybe if Wiggins plays, they're not truly a six seed. Yeah, so exactly. So them beating a three seed in the Kings. That's really true. Isn't that, isn't, you know, might not be that, that crazy. And that's why they felt so comfortable going on the road because they felt like, oh, well, we weren't whole this whole time. Right. And then you did have somebody in Wiggins who did show out on certain occasions, sure and he's gone now. That person is gone now. <laughs> that player is gone now. But he did show up. And by the way, before we get to a break, yeah, we said it. We see on the sack chat and also on the text line, Milwaukee Bucks 19th in defensive rating, which means the Kings at 17th play better defense than the Milwaukee Bucks. Think about that. When we get back, we're talking NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. It is time for the first half. First half of our NFL breakdown of Super Wild Card Weekend. We will be joined by Michael Kasky, blow main rider for ESPN 97.3 at 1 o'clock, and then we'll do the second half. So right now, we're going to do Saturday's games. We're going to do picks right now. Let's we're going to do picks right now. Browns, let's just start it off. Ugh. Yep, we're starting out hot. Yep. Browns at Texans. I like the Browns, man. I really do. Uh, I think that, you know, Joe Flacco is his reemergence, his possible comeback player of the year, uh, coming back from sucking. 
it's it's been great. It's it's been probably the least expected thing of of 2023, 24. I believe it. I believe that that defense is good enough to just keep it close. And this is also the Texans' first time in a situation like this. I mean, D'Amico, first-year head coach. C.J. Stroud, first-year player. I'm not saying it can't get done. They at least have home field advantage. But, you know, it just feels like this, this might be as far as this team was meant to go. So they are favored by two. Really? So you think they're going to cover? Obvious. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah. yeah. Nate, where you at on this? All right, where am I at? I'm going to say defense travels. And I think Cleveland gets the job done in a dome stadium. Uh, CJ Stroud, rookie, it's not going to be his fault they lose. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're missing, you know, Tank Dell. Love D'Amico. Nothing but love. Wouldn't be shocked if Houston won. Uh, I think the Browns do it this week, but no matter who they play next week, I think they're done. Really? Yeah. I think the good the cream is gonna rise to the crust. Even if they play Baltimore. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I think if they play Baltimore, that's gonna be the best game. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the most likely thing to happen if they win, because fifth seed playing the one seed. That's you know, getting I a little mean, ahead of myself. But that's for my what guess. it's worth too, I mean these teams just played each other. Uh how long ago was it? It was like three, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Uh, and the Texans got destroyed. It was 36-22 Browns. Uh, this is the Amari Cooper game. It was the game where Amari Cooper had, what was it, 265 receiving yards. Granted, Davis Mills did play in that game, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. But even even by halftime, that game was pretty much over. Uh, so, you know, and, and the Browns, even though they, they, they didn't win the division, they do have a, a better record than the Texans for what that's worth. There you go. My pick for that game, as much as I love C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, I'm going to have to go with the Browns. I mean, what I've seen that defense do all season long, and, you know, the Texans, nice story. Yeah. Good for them to get into the playoffs. But, you know, the Browns, that defense, Joe Flacco. Garrett's an all-pro again. Garrett's an all-pro again. I'm going Browns there. All right, next game, let's go with the, again, we're doing Saturday, and then after we talk to... Michael Kasky, Blow Main, writer for ESPN 97.3 at 1 p.m. We will do the Sunday and Monday game next. Here's my question about this one, though. Will anyone even watch this game? Does it matter if a tree <laughs> falls in the woods? The game. I know, I know, but we all know Peacock. Nobody has Peacock. They're both on Peacock. If by a tree, the way. Uh, or no, the uh, first it's one on. is on both. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, one's yeah on, this is exclusive. Yeah. If a tree falls in the woods. Will anyone know if the Chiefs win? You mean make a sound? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I, I, I got you. It was poetic. Dolphins, it was an attempt. Thank you, Shell Silverstein. Dolphins at Shut Chiefs. Shut up, Shell. Yes, falling, falling up. Falling up. Dolphins at Chiefs. I wish we could say this is going to be a great game. I really do. You know, this is. Do people like these games? Remember Alabama no. LSU when it was six to three. I do. In I do with the mid two thousands, do people like that? I sure as heck don't. What Two about that, that Shady teams. McCoy Bills game? You remember that where the snow was like up to their knees? Yeah. One touchdown that. at the end of the game. You I like think that? that's going to be I mean, this. Not really, you but like it's kind that? of fun. Niners kind of had one recently, but playoffs against the Packers, right? Where uh, it came down to a blocked. But how about uh, that punt? monsoon game last year? Horrible. Yeah. No, two years yeah. ago. Oh, two, oh. Uh, well, no. Niners have had two recently. It's cool for like a quarter. 
and then yeah. you want to see actual good and football. And then it's freezing. I think it's one thing if it's a regular season. In the playoffs, that's a little bit different. Why this couldn't the this one be the time. Browns, yeah. Texans? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so why does it have to be we'll get those dog. picks as Kyle walks in to the studio in a Chiefs jersey and a Phillies hat. That is a combination I don't believe I've ever seen before. Kyle might have the most unique collection of sports apparel. I would say, though, if, if it is going to be a snowy game, it kind of does favor the Dolphins, especially with their rushing attack. Like, you would think, you know, even if they can't throw the ball yeah. to Tyreek Hill, you would think. Get, it, get creative, run some reverses. Pacheco, you're not stopping Pacheco. Yeah, well, how about uh, Devon Achan? You got the leading yeah. touchdown yeah. getter in Mosert. You got yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr. Like, yeah. I just feel like if this is going to be a, a running battle, I feel like the the dolphins have speed and you know yeah you could say snow takes away speed but it also works both ways like something tells me devon hn will still be the fastest player in snow yeah look you guys just make sure you stretch okay make sure you stretch stretch. very well we saw something as we do a little bit of prop talk later in the show after the dog segment but saw tyreek hill 85 yards there's no way there's no way be way under on how does that even happen i don't like it would have to be a screen pass which i guess maybe that that could happen unless it's just y'all it's let me read this just really cold is it is it going to be snow up to you know what i mean maybe it's just gonna be really harder to tackle it is a slight chance of snow it's just gonna be really as the reports have said zero degrees possibly as low as as uh minus four 17 mile an hour winds. What's the feel like? Ducks, they're not getting through those those winds. That's crazy. No, I'm kidding. I think I think there's a screen there, and that gets you 40. I think there's about three screen passes that might get it Gotta for be. you. Right. Jeez. I might go. I've just convinced myself to go. Over. What about a jet sweep from him or something? That's what I'm saying. That's not receiving that's, though. That's what I would. Oh, it could be one of those forward. Yeah. What are, what are those called? Yeah, push. Forward, the yeah, push, push, push pass. pass. Yeah. 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 Those Jimmy Garoppolo loves those. Mm-hmm. Those count statistically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if who are you taking? Ch- I I think I got to take the Dolphins just because again I, I'm believing their rush game a little bit more and. I mean, this Chiefs team has been begging to to be eliminated early and have. I mean, they don't deserve to to make a playoff run. This mm-hmm. team, uh, the receivers are. It's just it's a disgrace to give Patrick Mahomes the receivers he's had. Travis Kelsey. I feel like in the past you could say, hey, Mahomes can still just do these little eight yard dink and dunks to Kelsey, and Kelsey can push it down the field. Travis Kelsey, the gap between Travis Kelsey and tight end number two has never been closer than it is this year. He's Ooh. definitely taken a step back. It's just a fact. I mean, I, I just don't think that the Chiefs have it this year. Their defense is better for what it's worth. Dolphins for Chris. I don't even believe in How many times have I this year yeah. said the, the Dolphins frauds. are frauds? frauds. Have I said it, give them good team and bad weather and I don't believe them? That's how bad I think this Chiefs situation is. Nate, what you got? Uh, hate them, but it's the Chiefs for me. At home, it's like, it's like, dude, frauds. I hope I'm jinxing them. Yeah. But, like, it's just. What's the formula is my both, question. What's the formula? Uh, run the ball, Mahomes, a couple of freak plays. A uh, better field goal kicker, maybe? Like, it's going to be, like, 16 to 12. Some one of those weird scores. You know, a safety might happen here. Right. Um and it's going to be turnovers, fumbles, cold ball. That ball's rock hard. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I think neither team really gets into that 20-point range, which is shocking because you look at these teams historically, especially recently, 
high-scoring offense. Just the freezing is, is tough. Minimal snow helps, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. Miami this year against teams above 500, 10 and one. Yes. Teams below 500, one and five. <laughs> don't yeah. be surprised. Yeah. I would say don't, don't be surprised if this comes down to Coach Mike McDaniel's his ankles. Will they be? Can we get a prop bet on whether oh his ankles God. will be shown? Oh my gosh! Will he be showing his ankles Exposed under Achilles? Negative. Dude. 60 degrees. What weather. is he going to wear? Dude, swag. No, that He's last swagged time, out, bro. He's just going to be next to the heater with his ankle showing. I don't like him at all. I'm going on the <laughs> record, right, well, bro. I don't like <laughs> you him. can't just say that. I know he's X9. Yes, I can. I just did. Who cares? What's the problem? Who cares? What's the problem with him? Uh, too much. Trying too hard. Trying too hard to be Dude, funny. And everyone's like, I'm oh, yeah. It's effort. Effort. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody else thinks that, right? But as with People most People love things, it. Until I think he's got a, a shelf life. I wouldn't be surprised if most people... Those ankles do. Y'all are okay. tripping. Swag is forever. I think, <laughs> Swag I think, is forever. I think you lose here <laughs> and people school. will think the shtick <laughs> is getting old. That's what I think. But yeah. I don't think they lose here. I, I would think, like to see this offensive mastermind genius draw up something for this snow, right? Like if you're, That's what if I'm saying. You're, you're and, so and look, smart. Like, you know, Tua, we talked about arm strength. I, I think it will be hard for Tua to really power through. Oh, yeah and throw the football so it's going to come down oh, there's going to be some meme videos oh of, man of some the, ducks the t-ball one from back yeah. in the day both lefties by the way but i do think that if it's going to happen for mcdaniels it's going to have to be this season with the chiefs down so i'm actually going to go dolphins all right hey. i'm here for it gotta get to a break when we get back we will talk to 76ers writer for espn 97.3 michael kasky blow main and after that we're getting back into the super wild card weekend looking at the sunday games and the monday games thousand watkins sack down sports